Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everyone. We are diving into a very important topic today, and that is sleep. Yes, something that we really need to start prioritizing. And I can definitely share from my personal experience over this last year of really working through Hashimoto's and supporting my autoimmunity, sleep has been the number one thing on my get healthy list. And it has really been because of sleep that I've been able to feel so much better and really support and heal my body and my hormones. So I don't know what your routine looks like, but it's time we create one for you. So let me give you a bit of a backstory here. I used to be a bartender in my university days. Yes, in my former life, I served sugary alcoholic drinks. So I was going to school full time and then I would go to the bar and I would get there around five o'clock at night and I would literally work till three or 4 a.m. in the morning. It was crazy long hours. It was actually a lot of fun. I could not imagine doing that now. Of course, in your early 20s, you've got all the energy to stay up all night. But talk about adrenal fatigue. I mean, working through school, lots of work on my plate, then working at the bar, really late nights. Those late nights really did turn me into a night owl. I would stay up really late watching TV or reading or actually organizing my closet. Yes, that's what I would do at three in the morning because your brain is just so busy. And for me, at least, I needed just that time to wind down. And so I would just get busy doing things in my room. And I mean, the worst part, was the later that I stayed up, the later I would eat. So I remember getting home from, you know, the bar at four in the morning and then raiding the fridge for food and then sometimes just hopping into bed on a full tummy, which was really a terrible idea. But that's really what my routine was back in the day. But with all of that aside, I'm super grateful that I had that job because all those tips helped me pay it off for school. So it was pretty sweet. But those late nights carried on for many, many years. I would end up going to bed really late at 2 or 3 a.m. And then I would wake up really late. I'd sleep in and I wouldn't get up till 10 or 11 in the morning. And of course, this just left me really fatigued. Like I felt really lethargic during the day. So when I started working full time, I had no choice but to change my sleeping habits. And so I'd have to be at work at nine in the morning. So I couldn't go to bed at 3 a.m. anymore. So I really had to start shifting my sleep schedule. So I would be up at about 7, 7.30, and I would have to go to bed at a decent time around 11. And so I had to create a nighttime ritual. And it's so important that we create a ritual because our bodies really crave routine. In fact, we are very connected to the sun and the moon. 
which is why our hormones, specifically cortisol and melatonin, mimic the rhythms of light and dark. When the sun rises, our cortisol is at its highest, allowing us to rise out of bed and have the energy to perform our daily tasks. And then as the sun sets and the moon rises, our cortisol levels drop, allowing us to slow down, relax, and get ready for sleep. So melatonin begins its real work at night, the sleepy hormone, when the sun sets. And melatonin is really your body's internal clock. It is also a powerful hormone and an antioxidant, and it allows you to get into a very deep slumber. So one of the ways you can optimize your sleep while you are awake is to go outside. I know it sounds silly, but you have to expose yourself to sufficient sunlight during the day. The exposure to wide spectrum light will allow your body to produce sufficient serotonin, which in turn will help you produce sufficient melatonin at night. So it's crazy to think how much of what we do is all interconnected and how it can have either a positive or a negative effect on our overall health. But the fact of the matter is, getting outside is really going to be essential to getting good quality sleep. So I'm gonna dive into about eight tips to help you optimize your sleep and get the best sleep ever. So let's dive into tip number one. Eat your last meal at least three hours before bed, allowing yourself enough time to digest your food effectively. So this meal should really consist of good quality protein, some green leafy veggies, maybe some starchy veggies like a sweet potato or spaghetti squash, and some really good quality fats. Fats are so important for hormone production, i.e. your melatonin, so you really do need those healthy good fats in there whether that's grass-fed butter or ghee or avocados or olive oil or avocado oil, lots of ways to get in good quality fats. Maybe you're cooking with animal fats. That's a great option as well. And those starchy vegetables are essential too. They do help you produce melatonin as well. I do find that later at night with dinner, I like to have a little bit of sweet potato, or maybe I like to have a little bit of spaghetti squash or some type of squash, or maybe even plantain, like plantain fries. And so a little bit of that starch can really help me to sort of calm down and support my melatonin production, and I find I have a better sleep. So it might be something you want to play around with. Maybe you do starchy vegetables with your dinner see how you feel. Maybe you do one week with, one week without, and just pay attention and see what shows up for you. So tip number two is to turn the lights down low and really low. Bright light will affect melatonin production, your sleepy hormone, and melatonin helps you sleep and begins its work in the evening. So artificial light is really going to affect how well you're producing your melatonin. So dim those lights, maybe light some candles, create a really sensual environment that allows your body to wind down. And this means no computer or TV light or phone at least an hour before going to bed because that artificial light, that blue light is really going to have a negative impact on your melatonin production. So what I like to do, I wear my true dark glasses and these are blue blocking glasses that I wear during the day when I'm on the computer. 
And they really help to support my eyes, but they also block that blue artificial light that's coming off of the computer. So it actually has an impact on your hormones. I have much better sleep from wearing these glasses. So I wear the yellow pair during the day when I'm on the computer. And then at nighttime, if we are watching a movie or Netflix or something like that, I'll put on the red glasses, which are like the super duty ones. And I'll put those on about 30 to maybe 45 minutes before bed. And they are red. And literally everything you see is black and red. So if you're watching a movie, then yes, you're not going to see everything in all of the color. It will just be black and red. So it's really helpful. In fact, the very first time I put on those red glasses, I fell asleep within six to seven minutes. Like I could not keep my eyes open. Now I've been using them for longer. I do find that it takes longer for me to go to sleep, but I have a much better, deeper sleep just from wearing those glasses alone. So I highly recommend them. And I will share the link to those glasses in the show notes. All right, so tip number three is to overhaul your bedroom. So you wanna create a space that is conducive for sleep. So no phone, no office work, no bright lighting, even the light on your alarm clock might impact your melatonin. It is bad news to have lights on in the room. So I know for myself, I can't handle the littlest light. If I'm even away on vacation and the little light coming off of the TV is on, this little green light, it drives me nuts. So I typically have to cover them. I might just like throw a t-shirt over it or something, but the littlest light can really impact your sleep. So the darker the room, the better. And also, it's really important to be conscious of the chemicals in your bedroom. So being conscious of the laundry detergents that you use to wash your sheets in, or even the type of sheets that you're using. We have some really amazing organic cotton sheets, and they feel great, and they're so soft. And it's just nice knowing that we are sleeping in clean organic sheets, good quality, and also our laundry detergent is all organic as well. Tip number four is to soak in the tub. A warm bath before bed in Epsom salts is a great way to unwind. And you might want to add in some lavender essential oil, which is also very calming. Epsom salts contain magnesium, which is an important mineral that helps to aid in muscle soreness and stiffness and reduces aches and pains. And it just really allows your body to relax. And on top of all of that, magnesium is really great for detoxification. So magnesium is involved in over 300 detoxification processes in the body, and it's really essential for hormonal health as well. So I highly recommend getting in an Epsom salt bath. It's really one of the best ways to get in that magnesium. Tip number five is to avoid stimulants. So yes, light is a stimulant at night, but so is your coffee. So I highly suggest cutting out the coffee after 2 p.m. No coffee late in the day. This really can have an impact on your sleep. And the later in the day you drink your coffee, it can really start to impact you know, how well your body is utilizing that caffeine. And so if you find you're sensitive to caffeine, even green tea might just be as stimulating as your regular coffee because green tea does contain naturally occurring caffeine. So something to play around with. I know we all love our coffee, but 
you might want to make sure you are having it earlier in the day. Don't drink it after 2 p.m. And after 2 p.m., you might just want to start having more water, of course, but also focusing on more herbal teas that are caffeine-free. Tip number six is a juicy one, and this is to have sex. Yes, this is a great way to unwind before bed. Sex helps to reduce stress by producing feel-good hormones like oxytocin. In fact, oxytocin helps to lower your cortisol levels, your stress hormone, which means a deeper and more relaxed sleep for you. Oxytocin is also known as the love hormone. So this love hormone can help you build a deeper connection between you and your partner. So definitely keep in the bedroom free of office work and all of that. You just want to sleep in there and have sex. And having sex is also a great way to support your estrogen and your progesterone levels. So you're lowering your stress hormones and you're supporting your sex hormones, which is wonderful. Tip number seven is to go to bed before 11 in order to optimize your hormonal health. So melatonin is at its peak level between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. So this means no lights on between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m., even if you wake up to go pee. Yes, if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're going to the bathroom and turning on the lights, this will start to decrease your melatonin production. So be really conscious about the lighting in your house. Maybe you wanna have them on dimmers. We actually have red lights in our bathroom. So if we do go to the bathroom at night and we turn the light on, the red light comes on. And the red light does not have an impact on your melatonin. So you could head out to the hardware store and just get some red lights and maybe put those on in the bathroom. All right, tip number eight is to have a digital detox. I know I spoke about this a little bit, but if you are bringing the phone into the bedroom with you, you are literally sleeping with the enemy. And your phone is really going to give off a lot of EMFs, those electromagnetic frequencies. And it is so strong that it will really impair your melatonin. It's actually very stressful to the body. And you just have to think of EMFs as another toxic invader. And when you think of EMFs, think of your body being like a fine-tuned radio station. So what happens when you expose a radio antenna to a significant amount of external noise. Well, you get static from the noise. And this is what is happening to your body in today's electrosmog environment. We are so overexposed to EMFs. I mean, especially where we live. We live in a condo. We are really high up in our condo. There's 34 floors in our building, and we are surrounded by everybody's Wi-Fi. Plus, we're on our computers all day. We're on our phones all day. I run an online business. So it's really important to minimize the exposure to EMFs. So for myself and my boyfriend, we don't bring our phone into the bedroom with us at nighttime. We make sure to keep the phone in the kitchen at night. We never bring them into the room. We never use them as our alarm clocks. We have an alarm clock in our room that we use if we need to use it. And we just are really conscious of keeping the phone away from us. 
So limit your exposure as much as you can to those EMFs and just really be conscious of how frequently you are using your phone and how often you're holding it in your hand and keeping it by your bedside. Sleep is so important for overall health. So you really want to make sure that you are creating a relaxing environment that will aid in the best sleep ever. So I really hope you implement these tips. I would love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Come share the sleep tips that you are implementing. And just as a random note too, this just came to mind about clocks. I know that in our house, so we have a clock that we plug in, but there's this really great clock that you can search for on Amazon and it's the water clock and you don't have to plug it in. It literally just needs water. And unfortunately, we can't keep that in our house because our cat, he really likes the water clock. I tried it before and he was just in there playing with it and just making a big mess. So he kept knocking it off, off of the dresser. So the water clock just doesn't work for us, but it might work for you if you don't have a busy cat crawling around everywhere. So something to check out because even anything that's plugged into you beside the bed can sometimes have a negative impact on your sleep. So if you have a lot of things plugged in, like lamps that you're using and clocks, you might want to be more conscious of unplugging them at nighttime. So the water clock would be a good option. All right. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Find me over on Instagram. If you're not hanging out in the private Facebook group, you can find it over on Facebook at Holistic Wellness Private Community and just search that in Facebook. Come hang out with me there. And I would love it if you can leave me a review over on iTunes and let me know how you're liking the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast for today's show notes. Chat with you guys next time. Oh, 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 oh,